right, you're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon, and I'm so excited because it is that time of the week again with Cruzan McCalligan for the midweek audio column. How are you doing, Cruzy? Hello, I'm good, thank you. It's nice to be here out of the hot, hot weather. It yes, 31 yep. degrees Celsius. <laughs> yeah. And counting. And counting. Yes. And counting. It's really good to see you. Um, you are on Facebook Live as well, so we can uh, see and also drop comments there as well. So what have you got for us this week? Okay, we're talking about hotels. And I thought this would be an appropriate subject because it's summertime, a lot of people are going away on holidays. And I've just been booking my family holiday for the first time in a long time. And we've actually booked some hotels. And this is a bit of a shift for us because in my family, as in me and my husband's, We've always been budget conscious travelers. So we don't, we haven't always stayed in hotels. We tend to stay in hostels or something like that. And this time we're traveling with our daughter. So we, we thought, okay, we'll stay in a hotel, which doesn't sound particularly exciting, but for us it's kind of a big deal. And I think it's, um, I have a funny relationship with hotels for that reason. You know, I've never been, you know, I, I've, I've stayed in them, I guess, when I was a child a little bit, but then you go through, you know, being an adult, you don't really tend, well, I mean, no, people do stay in hotels. I just, I've just not been someone who stayed in a lot of hotels, right? What, do you, do you no, have the same sort of I agree feeling? with you. I was just trying to think. We, we did stay in a few hotels for our honeymoon in Sri Lanka, but we also stayed in guest houses, you know, <laughs> yeah. for example. Yes, yeah, and sure. That, you know, that, that seemed yeah. and, and it's, fancy it's, enough. Absolutely. And it's that thing when you go to book a holiday and you instantly go to the top right-hand corner and sort by price. Yes. You know, that's like, you know, that's your default, right? That's what I do. Yeah, that's that's how I book my holiday. And, and free you know, cancellation is one. Yeah. And free breakfast <laughs> yes, is also. Yes, yeah. All those Wi-Fi, important. all those free Wi-Fi. But like it's it's a pretty slim, you know, my requirements are pretty basic. And if you're like, oh, this is a three star, should we splurge? That kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, we've, um, so but I'm thinking about hotels a little bit because we are going to stay in a couple of hotels um, on our holiday. So and I was trying to remember that feeling of being in a hotel and it's, that feeling of being it's, in a but hotel. it's a strange concept. You know what I mean? It's It's like I was reading about this and it's like this bizarre idea a hotel i made some notes here it's about the fact that it's um it's public yet private a hotel so you have this very strange psychology where i mean this is not true for everyone i'm sort of saying that feeling where you know there have been thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people before you in those four walls or maybe you're staying in a much nice hotel and you have 17 walls because you're in some sort of suite but if you're you know you, there's somebody who's already been there before you and the feeling is meant to be that nobody has been there before you, right? It's, you know, it's pristine. But there's also this funny kind of like anonymity when you step into a hotel room, which is like, nobody knows exactly where I am. Like people might know where I'm staying, but they don't know what room I am, what floor I am. There's this kind of weird private thing when for, for a split moment, nobody really, the world doesn't require anything of you. You've just arrived at your hotel and you're just allowed to just be in that space. You know, it's quite... It's Walk quite strange. Over to the bed, a well-made bed. Exactly, you know. Better than the one in, at your own <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you might take your toothbrush out and like put it in the bathroom or Arrange do I take my socks off? Toilet. I don't know, you know. Um, maybe if you're really fancy, you hang something up in the wardrobe. I've never been someone to do that, but maybe you do that. Yeah, I, I tend to unpack and just hang my clothes up. Uh, you do? Wow. Yeah. Well, um, that's a good, good way to make the most of it. Exactly. Um, but... I looked into this a little bit because basically for as long as we've had civilization, we've had hotels. And today they estimate that there are about 187,000 hotels around the world. Wow. Comprised of 17.5 million guest rooms. 
Right. And now the interesting thing is that number's kind of still going up, which you don't necessarily think it would because now we've got things like, I guess, Airbnb. A lot of people um, aren't staying at hotels. They're, guest you know, houses. Guest houses. They, you know, they want an authentic experience. So then you have all these hotels going, we, we can do an authentic experience too. And I'm like, no, no, just do what you do. Okay. And just let the guest houses do the guest house thing. But as long as we've had civilization, we've had hotels. And obviously they weren't what they are today. But basically, if we look back through history, um, a lot of these things arose because of migration or a lot of the time pilgrimage. So in biblical times, wandering travellers used to uh, go and lodge, take up lodging. You know what I mean? Like they took lodging with the local townsfolk. And that was basically the concept of a hotel. Um, and then there might have been an inn. So maybe there was somewhere that had several, several different rooms as well. Um, but most uh, most sort of guest facilities, just basically a home with a spare bed, which you think about it, this was back in times when just any, you could have a different stranger every night staying in your house. And then we go through like literally hundreds of years where you're like, I don't really want a stranger staying in my house. And now we are back to a place where why don't the strangers just take my whole house? I've listed it on a platform, right? So I think we've kind of gone to this complete different, different end of the spectrum. But of course... Um, you know, a lot of the times, early forms of uh, hotels were for things like brief trips, like pilgrimage, people doing essential things, but also for business tra for business travel. Not in the way we think of it now, um, but of course, people were were traveling um, to conduct trade and things like that. In early Greek civilizations, many villages offered travelers facilities with thermal baths, which is pretty luxurious in its own way, so that they could rest their weary joints and muscles from you know walking down the road or riding a donkey or whatever it was for months now. on end. Not exactly, all hotel rooms have baths. I know, but it's like you're having a bath to like stretch your legs out after a 13-hour flight, yeah. as opposed to like you know a 13-month journey, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and of course, uh, so yeah, so and then of course in Rome, government and high-ranking officials they were treated to stays in gorgeous mansions. So that was that was this kind of tier entering this luxury tier that you were staying a slightly better place and that maybe would also have food it wasn't just a bath it was food as well included bed um, and breakfast exactly a bit of a bed and breakfast in roman times and then around the year 1200 which is quite early when you think about it we start seeing some of these permanent hotels being built and the earliest examples of these were um, I can't say this because I can't pronounce French words, Lobourge Cours Saint-Georges in Ghent, Belgium. Um, and the Angle, Angel, Angle, Angel Inn, that's an English word, Angel Inn in, in Lincolnshire in England. So these were the hotels that have dated back to 1200. Right, so they're really, really old hotels. And of course, others began to crop up at the same time because um, these sort of holy pilgrimages started taking place, uh, more and more holy pilgrimages started taking place. People started going on these journeys. Um, but of course, this hotel as a business uh, emerged from that once they saw the supply and the demand. Um, people started going, OK, if they're going to be coming through, they could give me a little bit of a something and I can give them a bit of bread and somewhere to some, some hay to lie down on or whatever it is. Um, but of course, uh, interestingly, the actual hotel industry got its start at the beginning of the 15th century when French law required hotel managers keep a register. Um, so they were the first people who say to basically have your check-in, right? And then English law followed suit and m more than 500 inns began to crop up across the two countries around this period of time in the 15th century. And hotels became larger. Then they started including a courtyard or a lobby area. And then they started, you know, having the bedrooms facing the lobby area. Then they might include a kitchen. They might have some stables for people's horses. And so, of course, then they started thinking, oh, right, we should probably put a sign up so people know we know we're here. So it was a very organic 
business model the evolution of the hotel and of course um it was it was actually when we say like you know you think of TripAdvisor TripAdvisor is one of my favorite things to read I actually particularly love reading very luxurious hotels I will never stay at the bad reviews because a the expectations the expectations are mind-blowing they really are it's fascinating like a napkin wasn't folded as you anticipated or something like that um but we actually this idea of reviewing a hotel (laughs) Uh, dates back to the 16th century and in the 16th century we saw the first guidebooks appearing with the best ofs in terms of cleanliness and cuisine so it was actually it was already like people like to have like have liked to have opinions for a long time right Um, but of course now the 21st century hotel innovation continues to grow people are always looking for something new and different I mean I don't know if you've ever had this before because of course now technology is playing a huge role in hotels and have you ever had um i haven't done this because as i said i don't stay in many hotels but like uh, a key keyless check-in where you just you know use an app and you just show up at your your room you just walk straight up to the room and just unlock the door cruz i think we're quite similar in that aspect no I, I'm, no no we, we, we don't we're not that fancy yet well, this yeah, one day. yeah yeah but i think i think maybe it's part of me i'm just i find like i look at the history of a hotel and i think what i like about it is that hospitality element and what scares me is the lack of human contact Contact, you know that people just come in and out there's no thank you for making up my room there's no hello enjoy your stay there's just you know screens and bluetooth or whatever yeah. it is and room service yeah. that's also quite luxurious as yeah well. it doesn't matter how many stars your hotel is you know whatever you, yeah. you, you know you want a meal or something but maybe it's just me i've just never i've had room i remember having room service for breakfast for my wedding anniversary a few years ago and I was disappointed I was like I don't really want to sit inside this weird room I said I wouldn't eat breakfast in my own bedroom anyway as opposed to that but I mean I think I I, we recently um my husband won a trip away last year we went away for three days and we stayed in a little hotel um in New York and it was so tiny it was hilarious it was like being in a tiny little closet but we were just so excited to be in a hotel we didn't care at all you know but we were like properly falling over each other trying to walk around this room it was so small but um but anyway you know i'm pretty forgiving about stuff like that anyway so i've got a couple of hotel facts about interesting hotels around the world so um the oldest hotel in the world so this is like as we know it as we know a hotel called a hotel known as a hotel not just a you know, a, you know, a manor house with rooms has been operated by the same Japanese family for over 1300 years. 52 different generations of descendants have cared for and operated the inn. Wow. Like, that's a really, that's like, and no family business is ever going to reach that level, I don't think. Um, they say that, you know, the historic Plaza Hotel in New York City. So this opened in 1907. So it's quite a historical it's hotel in old, itself. Yeah. Um, and when it did, a room cost $2.50 a night, $2.50 US a night, uh, the equivalent of about $64 US today. So that's what it would cost today, which is still like, oh, OK, actually, that seems quite expensive for the time. Yeah, I, I, that seems expensive to me now. Um, but the Plaza now charges over $1,000 US a night. Wow. Yeah. It's like the place to get married. You know? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I, no, I don't know. I've never I, been there we before, know it from movies. We know it from movies. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're talking about like technology being used in hotels. Apparently, hotels have started using RFID chips to track their towels and linen because you know there's so many different kinds of people who go into a hotel. There's people who go into a hotel and instantly steal everything, and everything, yeah. which is bizarre anyway. Because I think. If you're actually at a hotel hotel, it's probably quite nice, right? But you know? toilet rolls? Toilet rolls, 
towels, pillowcases, like really? Pillowcases. Anyway, yeah. So stop giving me ideas, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, but this is a genius thing. So hotels have started using RFID tri- chips to track their uh, their towels and their linen. Uh, one hotel in Hawaii saved over fifteen thousand dollars in stolen towels using RFID chips. That's wow. how much money they were losing from people taking the towels. That's crazy. Mm. I don't understand because those towels have been used by so many people. They give the impression it's clean. I wonder, you yeah, know, I sometimes. Know. I have no idea. It's too late now. Uh, now, I've of course, um, of them. there is always a nice little freebie in a hotel, like the soaps or the little oh, yeah. toiletries right now. Actually, apparently, this is quite true. So they're quite, um, quite resourceful with half-used soap. It's often sterilized melted down and reformed and then sent to poorer countries with scarce scarce hygiene resources so a lot of there's a lot of i mean if you think about a hotel and the amount of people who go in and out of hotel it can generate a lot of waste so hotels have to i think that's a big difference today hotels have to be quite sustainability minded right you know you can't just provide stuff all the time it needs to have it has a you know a limit limit. and Mm. i know in hong kong there are some really great hotels who donate their old old towels to like the spca or like to to animal welfare charities and that's like a really genius thing to do right because otherwise you're just generating a lot of waste i've stopped taking toiletries from hotels i mean i think i did it for 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 a while because they were great for oh sure in case i need to go camping or whatever but i just find you know you just never use it it's just much easier to pack your own stuff that you're used to as well maybe i've got a niche scalp so i yeah, just prefer sure, my sure, own sure yeah fair, maybe i'm sharing fair, too much Sorry. no no that's good <laughs> my one of my favorite things to do is pack a small um use those reusable toiletry um this is like a really boring thing to say and fill it with a little bit of dishwashing liquid and bring dishwashing liquid with me because i just find it can wash my reusable things yeah. yes yeah yes, just just terrific just, just offering great great advice on yes. a wednesday afternoon um so i i thought this was quite a funny um a funny fact. So 15 of the 25 largest hotels in the world are on the Las Vegas Strip, which is mind-blowing when you think about it. But I guess here we have Macau. When you see the scale of some of those hotels, it's kind of mind-blowing anyway. But um, so these hotels, you know, they're they're often filled to capacity. They're huge operations. But apparently the Las Vegas' MGM Grand Hotel and Casino had its worst financial week ever when it hosted a physicist convention. (laughs) Oh. Which breaks my heart, really. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I laugh. <laughs> um, not what I expected. No, what I expected. Um, they, um, the the hotel that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining, right? So not the hotel that was in the movie, but the hotel that, that originally inspired, inspired him, him yeah. which you wouldn't think would be a positive thing for the hotel. Um, they play that um, the Kubrick film on a continuous loop on channel 42 for all guests oh wow. which again i think you have to be a certain kind of guest to, to want watch to watch that, that film on, on loop, loop. <laughs> but that's fine um i like this fact but popular hotels in new orleans they actually grease balcony support poles during mardi gras so drunk people can't climb into the hotel from the from the street that's actually that's a thing people think to do let's grease, grease all the balconies the- <laughs> um uh, they say that um, okay, so they there's a hotel in Bolivia that's made completely out of salt, and licking the walls is strictly forbidden, which is something I again, who are the people who are staying in a hotel and then deciding to lick the walls? Oh, who knows? That's um, bizarre. Yeah, um, when Thomas Edison installed the the modern elect, uh, installed modern electric lighting in the Ponce de Leon Hotel in Saint Augustine, um, they had to hire 
extra staff to turn the lights on and off for guests who were scared of being electrocuted. So he installed it and they're like, look at this, it's amazing, it's electricity, you can turn a light on in your room and everyone was too terrified so they had to bring in additional manpower to actually come and turn the lights on and off for people. Right, again kind of bizarre um they say and like it's not just um these sort of when we talk about sustainability we talk about travel we live in hong kong of course we're close to china chinese china has a huge outbound travel market at the moment but also an inbound travel and a domestic travel market that's really increasing as well and so they're they're trying to be more mindful of things like sustainability and building hotels and how you construct these things as well and recently a uh Chinese construction company built a 30-story hotel in 15 days. What? In 15 days. That's and efficiency. Yeah, and the hotel is very energy efficient. It has air 20 times cleaner than comparable hotels and can withstand earthquakes up to magnitude 9. It's like wow. a proper feat of like engineering and innovation that they were able to achieve, right? Um, okay, and I have some quotes we can finish on. Uh, so um, the first one is by Andre Baldas. I don't actually know if you have to say his name with a fancy accent. And he says, all good hotels tend to lead people to do things they wouldn't necessarily do at home. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and Justine Vogt, um, speaking about hospitality, said, hospitality, making your guests feel like they're at home, even if you wish they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which I think brilliant. is brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Have you had any sort of good or bad experience staying in, in a hotel? Um, I can't... It's not really a hotel. Um, it was more of a of a guest house, I think. Yeah. I, I went to London and this was uh, for training from, from RTHK. And, you know, it's stricter budget and so we find within, you know, the certain area. And I kid you not... Um, I arrived and I thought I'd make myself a cup of tea and I went to open the kettle and there was I think well it suddenly smelled like it it was there was vomit inside of the kettle there was vomit the, in the kettle either that or really old soup oh my god I suspect it was vomit because it smelled like it oh my god and I have to say and that was in London and Shepherd's Bush area oh, and there's going to be vomit in the studio soon if you keep talking about Sorry things like that, that. Um, so, yeah, oh my that was, gosh that was my worst one well I think that's your worst ex worst experiences are always going to be based on for example disgusting hygiene practices right? yes. I remember staying in again I don't know if I'd call it a hotel it was probably more like a hostel in Thailand where you were not allowed to flush any toilet paper Oh. any toilet paper used for anything you had to put in a little basket and then throw it away oh, yeah. well I think yeah if we keep going there will be vomit <laughs> there will be vomit <laughs> Prizzy thank you so much for your time this week until next week thank you so 